Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. Now entering the game for Philly Press Box Radio, Bill Furman and Jim Chet Chesko. It's Wednesday, December 21st, 2022, Christmas week. Welcome to the Philly Press Box Radio Roundtable brought to you by the Irish Rover Station House in Langhorne, PA. Allstate Insurance in Westchester, PA and the Edge of Philly Sports Network. I'm Bill Furman. I'll be your host tonight, along with my partner, Jim Chet Chesko. Hey, Chet, the Eagles uh, didn't play their best game, uh, but certainly good enough to win in Chicago to make them 13-1. Magic number is one. There's a Jalen Hurts shoulder issue that might be of some concern. And now today there's a Dallas Cowboy defensive line flu issue that might be a concern. Sixers have now won five in a row, still sit four and a half games out of first place. The wheels are coming off the flyers even after a win last night. Uh, with John Tortorella at the helm, Kevin Hayes has been benched. James Van Riemsdyk is on the trading block. Uh, oh, yes, it's Dallas week. But we also want to throw out the loss of uh, former Rank Cocos Valley, New Jersey, Penn State great, Pittsburgh Steelers Hall of Famer, Franco Harris, who we lost uh, just this morning, um, heck, he was on a podcast yesterday and uh, passed away overnight. Yeah, he, that's a shame. He was doing interviews out in Pittsburgh. Uh, they, you know, got a whole bunch, a bunch of things going on out there ahead of the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. And he looked fine in the interview that I saw on one of the Pittsburgh TV stations. So, you know, it's just a shame. It's just a real shame for his family and for the entire NFL, especially, you know, this time that it's happening. So, Rest easy, Franco Harris. Uh, Bill, you mentioned the Flyers, who are pretty much off everybody's radar right now, except yours. Yet you didn't mention Sunday's amazing end or Sunday's amazing World Cup final. Shame on you, you soccer hater. Actually, <laughs> actually, I had it on. Uh, ah. I I did have it on. I wasn't paying great attention to it. I did see it go to two nothing. I went upstairs to do a couple things and came back. It was two two. They had scored in couple uh goals there real quick uh, interestingly though chet uh, uh maybe it was the announcer on tv or whatever it was pretty exciting down down the stretch uh not gonna lie to you it, it was pretty exciting and it was a veritable slugfest for soccer you know three three and then all the penalty kicks i know you don't really like the penalty kicks to decide a championship game but hey that's the way it is yep well i got a story for that for another time Anyway, happy, uh, hey. Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah and Merry Christmas to all our viewers and listeners. That's right. Well, hey, we've got a couple great guests making return visits tonight. Arkansas Fred Barnett will be by to talk Eagles. And Matt Goldberg is going to talk about his new book, Rings of Kindness. Of course, Boop will be by uh, to make week 15 picks. Matt is making actually his third visit with us, but first since just about four years ago, December of 2018. And Arkansas Fred is pretty much a traditional late in the football season regular visitor as well. This, in fact, is his eighth annual visit. So uh, always good to see Fred. Absolutely. Well, hey, before we get started uh, with talking about Fred, let's let's talk Franco. Uh, 
as we said, Rancocas Valley, New Jersey, that's over by you, uh, maybe a little before your time over there on the, on the Jersey side, but, uh, a local kid to this area, to the Philadelphia area, um, a great Penn state player, although a blocking back for Lydell Mitchell, uh, who was the all American at Penn state. You had a first round draft pick, uh, four super bowls and straight to the hall of fame for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, he turned out to be quite a great one. Born, as you said, uh, in South Jersey, the Fort Dix area, went to Rancocas High. And, you know, it's funny, you mentioned him being a Penn State. He's listed as only the seventh or eighth or ninth best Penn State running back ever because, as you said, he was more of a blocking back when Lydell Mitchell was there. So just just maybe their eighth best running back of all time with the New York Lions. And yet he's the best ever for the Pittsburgh Steelers and, you know, well-deserved, certainly. Yeah, yeah. Um... You know, it, when when you talk to these guys, uh, the Joe Greens and the Terry Bradshaws and, and those guys, they've all said the same thing. The Steelers ran through Franco Harris, and uh, without him, they're not, you know, they're not four-time champions. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's ironic that this Saturday uh, they were getting ready, or they are getting ready, I guess they're still going to do it, to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Yeah and retire number 32 in Pittsburgh. And, you know, as we said, Franco was doing a podcast yesterday and and dies last night. He was doing an autograph session uh, just a week or so ago. Um, All we can guess, heart attack, heart attack took him. That's the guess. Yeah, that's the guess. I mean, because we saw a bunch of video of him from just the last few days. He did the podcast. People saw him in a coffee shop, said he looked fine. So, just a shame. And you know what else? Another coincidence, Bill? Today is Joe Paterno's 96th birthday, the late, great Joe Paterno. Absolutely. And Franco, uh, to all the Penn State people out there, they know this without without us saying it. Uh, Franco was an ardent Joe Paterno supporter. He was. Uh, and, and interestingly, again, uh, they did not get along great in Happy Valley, those two guys. Oh, they really? Were, oh, yeah. They were they butted heads. <laughs> Joe was uh, – Franco was an independent kind of guy, and uh, – he thought he was going to do independent kind of things, and, and that's not the way Joe Paterno ran his ship. And uh, but the respect the two gained uh, in his later years, and 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 after Franco left Penn State, um, was second to none. Well, as we said, rest easy, Franco Harris. You'll be missed. That's right. That's right. Well, hey, Chad, let's talk Eagles. You had a chance to visit with Arkansas Fred Barnett just this afternoon. Uh, he couldn't be with us tonight, so you had a chance to to sit and. Uh, Tell us how that went. Well, as I said, it's become kind of a tradition that we talk with Fred during every Eagle season, and it often seems to end up being in December. He's a busy guy, so we'll keep that tradition going. And I really wanted to get Fred's take on the weapons that Jalen Hurts has among receivers this year, and I did. So here's our chat from earlier today. I know I say this every time we have this guy on our show, and this is his eighth visit, by the way, but he was one of my favorite Philadelphia Eagles back in the 1990s, and, well, he's still a favorite. So let's bring him on. It is good old number 86, Arkansas Fred Barnett. Hey, Fred, how you doing? What's going on, man? What's happening? Glad to be here. Glad uh, you reached out to me. Well, we're having a great time because of the Eagles. Uh, we're all enjoying the season. Yeah, 13-1 and one as we speak. They've hey. proven to most people they're the best team in the league. Are you surprised how well they've played this year? I have to say I'm pleasantly surprised. I think even the, even the um, most diehard fans, you know, are surprised. Um, 
you know, I, I, I actually had them losing about four games, four or five, maybe. And that's still a good team. That's still a playoff team. But, you know, with what they've done, I think I think they've, you know, solidified a, a very high respect, you know, from a lot of teams and from, you know, a lot of fans. I, you know, I have a lot of friends who are Dallas Cowboy fran- fans and <laughs> fans of other teams. And, you know, these guys have been just kind of bowing down to me. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's a pleasant surprise for me. Uh, you know, right now, I, I, I think it's it's really I'm kind of biting my nails because I'm like, just lose a couple. And it's almost like they can't even lose if they want if they try to. It's, it's, it's crazy. But, you know, the amount of respect, I think, that a lot of teams give them. And, uh, you know, thinking about that loss, you know, I, I think when when you when you have a team like like the Eagles who are doing what they're doing, the first thing that comes to mind when you get ready to play them is like, look, we're going to go out and play them hard and and see what happens. And I think that happened with uh, with Washington with that one loss. But I think uh, there was an effort from everybody else. But you know, it got to a point to where they just kind of stood back and said, "Hey, this these these guys are too much for us." But you know, to answer your question, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. But you know, at the same time, too, I'm biting my nails because it's it's once the playoff starts, it's just that's it. That's it, you know. Yeah. So I would rather to have a few hiccups during uh, the regular season than have a throw up in the offseason. So I'm, I'm well, hoping you know that they keep it up. We might get that hiccup this weekend because the Eagles are right, a, an underdog, five or six yeah. points. Yeah, it might end up being okay in the long run. But uh, the MVP caliber court, uh, quarterback, Jalen Hurts, got a little shoulder strain issue. Yeah. I'm guessing they're going to rest him. They haven't said that officially, but uh, with the magic number down to one and still three games on the regular season schedule, um, would they be wise to definitely keep him out of Saturday's game, do you think? I think so. You know, it's, it's and interestingly, I told some of my Cowboy buddies, my Cowboy fan friends, you know, whatever they are, I, told them I, I said, you know what, it's going to get to a point to where this game won't mean anything else. And they're like, yeah, right. And here we are. And, you know, uh, of course, from a from a standpoint of just just keeping the momentum going, you know, I'd, I'd love to for the for the for the defense to go out and and, and, and uh, score first uh, two two touchdowns off turnovers and win the game. But I, I, I just feel that for the sake of, you know, just where they are right now, uh, the momentum that they got going, a loss to Dallas in Dallas Saturday. Would be just okay, no problem. We 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 know who we are. We know who you are. Uh, so no big deal. Well, it's a Christmas Eve game. It is in Dallas, as you said. Yeah. Uh, it's it's going to be wild. It's going to be fun, no matter who's quarterbacking for the Eagles. When you were with the Birds, did you get a little extra jazzed up to go against playing the rival Cowboys? Yeah, all the time. And and I mean, from my rookie year. Uh, guys that were there before me just kind of let me know that, you know, this game was a little different than the other games, you know, and I'm, I'm like, and I can remember as a rookie, like, what's the big deal? It's just, you know, it's just another game. They're like, no, this, 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 this is a team that we have to kick their butts. Well, you know and, how Buddy Ryan felt about the Cowboys, oh, no, right? Oh, no. You know, him, <laughs> him and Jimmy, he and Jimmy Johnson, yeah, I mean, used to go at it a lot. And, but this, this is a this is a special game. I think, unfortunately, I guess the best thing about this game is that we don't have to win it. 
-hmm. you know i think it, it it'll be so exciting and 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 you know a, a a great anticipated game if you know dallas was you know 13 and 1 or or you know 12 or 12 and 2 or what have you but you know dallas has you know just kind of i think to some degree showed their hand i mean losing against jacksonville and really should have lost against houston at home you know i think they kind of showed their hand and but but i think the rivalry is still there i think you know the 13 and 1 and the, i think 10 and 4 that they are that that's not going to be on the table. It's it's really about the Eagles and the Cowboys going at it once again. Hey Fred, as a former wide receiver yourself, I'm guessing you pay lots of attention to the birds, wideouts, AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. They're having pretty good seasons, are they not? Oh, they have a great season. Great season. I mean, I when I when I look at AJ Brown, you know, what a what a huge target he is. You know, here's a guy that, you know, a 50-50 ball for him, you know, becomes a 70-30 ball, you know, and that, that's the type of wide receiver that you want. I mean, he's a big guy, big body, very physical, and, you know, uh, Smith, great route runner. You know, I have to say that, you know, when I first saw him, when they first drafted him and I looked at him, I went and actually, you know, saw the practice. I, I was just trying to wonder if he if he was, you know, the type of kid that had the heart to really play at this level you know i've seen a lot of kids that that were all americans that came out of come out of college and the nfl is just another different level for him but he seemed to have just done exactly what needed to be done to to be a top wide receiver in this league even with that small frame he still he's, he has a very big heart oh yeah hey uh fred which eagle has been the most pleasant surprise this season to you pleasant surprise i will i just i hate to say it this but i i think jalen hurts because i remember being asked about him uh, uh a few years ago and when he first started and even last year my thought for him was wanting him to get out of his college quarterbacking mode and that you don't have to be a tough guy you know it's not about bullying you know defensive backs on the field or bullying defenses on the field it's about being very smart being very accurate making the right decisions going through the proper reads and what have you and i think he's done that and i think that he has been flexible enough to you know become that college quarterback when he needs to only when he needs to and here's a guy has said, of course, he has he has a ton of touchdowns as a as a runner. But I think those touchdowns, uh, he was put in position where he had to run the ball to, you know, of course, to make the touchdown, of course, to you know, inevitably win the game. So I, I, I'm pleasantly surprised that he has made the transition so quick uh, that it's, it's kind of it, for me, it was kind of like a light switch. I mean, I feel like last year he was just kind of like not being at, at, as accurate as he should have been uh running the ball a little more um that that chicago game scared me because i feel like that kid was who he was a year or two ago and i just didn't want him i just didn't want him to get into a battle like i'm going to rush for more yards than you or whatever but just you know do what needed to be done to win the football game and, I, and of course he did that and of course you know once again we're talking about a chicago team who's you know not there that came out and really like threw punches at him you know they're especially up front but but uh you know to once again to just kind of finalize your 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 question answer your question here i think jalen hurts has has really become a quarterback 
And of course, becoming a quarterback that's going to, you know, number one, play a long time and make smart decisions for a long time. And when when a quarterback is able to make smart decisions, at that point, it's about putting the the guys or putting giving him the tools to win championships. And boy, this kid go out and win a championship now. You know, it, it's it's just it's. I think it's I think it's uh, you know a very very positive you know future for him and for the organization. Another big factor in the Eagles' success this year, the strength of the, the line play. The O-line may be the best in yeah. the league. And the defensive line, I believe, leading the league in sacks. They have a couple of guys in double digits already and two others who are, you know, closing in on, including Brandon Graham. Would love to see him get 10 sacks. Yeah. He's got eight and a half. Hassan Reddick has been great. What do you think of this D-line? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I think th- three different guys had two sacks the last game, if I'm, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yep, but this, these guys, these guys remind me of of the '90s D line, and that nobody wanted to play these guys. We, you know what? We could have won games. This, this is a funny story because I I talked about this the other day to a Dallas Cowboy fan. I said we could have won games in the '90s with our defense and not even played offense. <laughs> they would have some. They would have somehow scored 14 points or, or 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 stopped you on our end and kicked a field goal. But that, you know, when when you look at this defensive line, it's like it's like it, it's either a sack or it's almost a sack or it's, it's a turnover or, or or something, and it's 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 so exciting to watch, and you know these the, these rush these rush ends. Oh my God, it's it's it, it's almost like they're going to sack sack the guys every time, sack the quarterbacks every time they drop back or close to it. But you know, of course, this is this is part of the game that you know that 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 gets you through the playoffs and gets you on to the Super Bowl and and they I think I mean I, I everybody's been saying it you know, and I say it you know barring any type of injury barring a hiccup here or there this this team is you know headed for for a good year a very good year and that is you know raising that trophy well, that was going to be my final question, but you kind of answered that. But I do have one other thing I wanted to ask you about, Fred. Uh, there were a lot of great wild games over this past weekend, but there was also a lot of questionable officiating, including some calls and non-calls at the end of the Giants-Washington game Sunday night. Has officiating gotten worse? Well, I, I think there, it's so interesting because, you know, what I think I think what has started to play a part it's all the betting that's going on. So I so I think guys are are especially from an official standpoint, guys don't really want to make mistakes. And I think at some point with the calls that are happening now and the betting that that it it, it just keeps getting more popular and popular and popular, it's gonna to get to a point where the games are like four or five hours long because they're gonna to have to rewind everything and be precise about what should have happened and what shouldn't have happened. Uh, I think uh, a couple of the one thing that I've, I've been focused on and noticed that, I mean, the, the roughing the quarterback calls are, are horrendous. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you literally cannot. You have to grab him and hold him and say, "I got him," <laughs> you know. But you can't. You can't. You can't fall with him, you know. And, and, yeah, and yeah. I mean, even even. You know, they're, they're, they're teams that I watch, of course, they're not the Eagles. And I, and I see guys, you know, just bringing the quarterback to the ground and it's a rough in the past. And I'm like, yeah. what are they doing? But of course, you know, you know, you just want to you want to preserve those guys who who you make to make to make a ton of money and, and, and you know, make the offense goes. But but 
Yeah, I, I think officiating is 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 kind of getting suspect, and I think the betting has a has a uh, has a deal in it, which which as as I mentioned, that I think that it's going to get to a point to where they're going to start to review everything, and uh, you know try to make the right decisions. But it, it puts a lot of pressure on I think on the reps as well too, you know, to, to make those calls. And I think just like, you know, for lack of a better way to say it, you know, the refs need to be on par and be professional refs like we're professional players. We're doing what we're supposed to do. So there, there are situations where they have to be prepared to react. They have to be prepared to not throw the flag or throw the flag when it needs to be, you know, when it needs to be done. I'm with you. And Fred, I like that you uh have the Eagles going to the Super Bowl. I agree. So hope we hey, are both right. <laughs> they have to. I mean, uh, well, of course they don't have to, but you it know, they nice. have everything that it, that it takes to do it for sure. Yep. That's no doubt about it. Fred, thanks for doing this once again this year. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Merry Christmas. And go birds. Go birds. Hey, good stuff, Chet. Uh, it, very interesting. Cause you know how I feel about this betting. I, I think it's a problem. And, uh, Interesting take by Fred there. Yeah. It surprised yeah. me. Surprised me that he went there, but uh, good good stuff. Indeed. Absolutely. Always great to talk to Fred. Absolutely. All right. Hey, Chet, winter's setting in. It's good cold up there in the Northeast. Actually, cold down here in the not the Sunshine State. Uh, so you're going to be spending a little more time on your couch over the holidays than you are your car. It's time for you to start saving with all states, pay as you go auto insurance. I might be under the blanket much of the weekend too, Bill. Uh, yeah, Allstate's pay-as-you-go auto insurance puts you in control. You only pay for the miles you drive with the same full coverage that a traditional policy offers. Pay-per-mile car insurance gives customers greater control of their insurance costs. See how much you can save with pay-per-mile car insurance by calling your local agent in Westchester, Pennsylvania. That, of course, is Dave Lavoy. Call Dave at 610-430-0700. Once again, 610-430-0700. And start to save more now that you are driving less. Hey, well, uh, I know you're going to be out and about a little bit because you can't go very very long without going to the Irish Rover Station House. So tell us what's going on over there at the holidays. Well, first of all, Bill, you know that I had a great time last week at the Irish Rover because it was ugly sweater night last Thursday. I'm sure you saw the pictures I posted from. Did you win? Uh, No, I didn't compete. I actually helped them judge the other winners. I didn't want to, you know, make it look bad because I was, you know, they sponsor us. So I think I could have won, though, because I did have a nice sweater. I'm sure you're jealous, Bill. But anyway, that was a great time Thursday evening. And there are a lot of things coming up, though, on the schedule at the Irish Rover, including this Thursday evening, a Blue Moon special event. You can even paint your own pint glass or holiday ornament. That is 7 to 9 Thursday evening. And then on Friday, the 23rd, during happy hour, you have a shot at winning Flyers tickets. Oh, this weekend, if you ordered food for your Christmas Eve or Christmas Day event, make sure you pick it up by 5 p.m. Saturday. The Rover will be closing early on Christmas Eve. And we'll open up again on Monday, the 26th. Chris and Tracy and the gang say Merry Christmas to all their great staff and customers. The Irish Rover Station House is on Bellevue Avenue in Langhorn. The website, of course, irishroverstationhouse.com. Hi, football fans. This is Merrill Reese. And you're listening to Bill and Chet on Philly Press Box Radio. It's good!
Well, Chad, speaking of good, uh, the Eagles come off with a win on Sunday. Maybe not the prettiest uh, prettiest one. When you look at the whole, all the statistics, though, it was all Eagles. Uh, what's your take on that game? As you often say, Bill, a win is a win is a win. That's the bottom line. Yeah, it was not great. There were turnovers. Uh, Jalen was not as sharp as he's been much of the season. Um, but you got the W. That's really the bottom line. They're now just one step away, magic number one, to clinching both the Eastern Division and that number one seed. So we'll take it. You know, not every game is going to be a Rembrandt, but it doesn't really matter. Well, that's right. And, uh, you know, the turnovers, they certainly have to clean up. But uh, as you and Fred talked about, six sacks from the defense, outstanding. Um, 306, was it? 306 yards combined for A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Uh, it's quite a day. Only thing, a yeah. little odd, uh, you know, uh, the Bears are not a good defense against the run. Uh, the Eagles chose not to give a full dose of Miles Sanders. Uh, I thought that was a little interesting. Yeah, that was very interesting. And uh, the coach said afterward, yeah, we should have gotten Sanders the ball more. And, yeah, that was really, really troubling to me, um, especially when he found out, I think Hertz said something, that he was having a little trouble getting his hands warm and yeah. everything. And they don't use Sanders until past the midpoint of the second quarter. That did not make sense. And I don't think that's going to be the case this coming Saturday in Dallas. No matter who the quarterback is, I think you're going to see more of Miles Sanders this weekend. I think you're right. Wait, well, hey, we talked about the Flyers, Chet. They're scrambling. Uh, it's John Tortorella's show, that's for sure. Kevin Hayes has been benched. He did play last night. James Van Riemsdyk's on the trading block, supposedly. Carter Hart has played pr pretty well, decent, I guess. Uh, is it good to allow a coach to have complete control of player personnel a la Chet, uh, Chip Kelly just a few <laughs> years back? Probably not. Uh I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to say about the Flyers anymore, Bill. You watch them a whole lot more than I do. Yeah, they got a win last night over the Blue Jackets, the only team in the Eastern Conference worse than the Flyers. They've had a lot of trouble both on and off the ice. They lose Cam Atkinson now for the season. The injury list remains a long one. Uh, another dude decides he's had enough and returned to the Czech Republic or wherever. And, yeah, the Kevin Hayes benching the other day again. It has been that kind of season. Bill, so feel free to give your take because I, I don't know what else to say about this team. Well, you know, I, I'm all about, I, you know, I guess when we watched them last year, we said we need a coach that can be accountable to make these players accountable. They're not putting out the effort, this and that. Now we got them, and uh, maybe he's way too far off the other side of the scale, but uh, he's taking no prisoners, and there's a good chance that Hayes and Van Riemsdyk are going to be gone. Uh, and, and as we said, all the way back to Jake Voracek leaving, and then Claude Giroux leaving, who's replacing the points? And yeah. uh, they don't have people that are doing that. Although I'm going to tell you it's something, Chet. Morgan Frost, write it down. He's starting to come around. He's working a little bit of magic out there in the ice. He's starting to come around. He's fun to watch. All right, if you say so. And uh, Konechny's been playing well, too. We'll give, yes. uh, give him that. So. Absolutely. All right, hey, let's give – Flyers talk, enough. That's right. Let's give a shout-out <laughs> to all the shows at the Edge of Philly Sports Network this week. Wall-to-wall -wall coverage again. <laughs> Network continues to grow, as you can see, from by the additional shows that we're adding. You can catch all the action at www.eopsports.com, as well as Edge of Philly Sports on YouTube. You can also find our show on 
Philly Press Box Radio YouTube channel. So help us out by hitting that subscribe, follow, like buttons over there. Share with your family and friends. As you see, we are loaded up. Yes. Yes, indeed, Bill. All right. Well, hey, Chet, let's welcome our next guest tonight, uh, the author of the newly released book, Rings of Kindness, Matt Goldberg. Matt, welcome back for your third trip to Philly Press Box Radio. Thanks so much, and happy holidays, Bill and Chet. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Chet, great to see you. Uh, hey, let's get right into it regarding the book, Rings of Kindness. While it is your name on the front of the book, you actually got a lot of help, did you not, from dozens of other contributors, correct? Yeah, I had a lot of help. So the the premise of the book was asking people, including myself, I guess, to describe a time when they received an act of kindness, however defined, the parameters were that the kindness wasn't received from a family member, a close friend, or a significant other. So it could be a total stranger, it could be a neighbor, a teacher, someone who went really beyond the call of duty, so to speak. Now, I had a few of my own stories that I could recollect, but there are 85 stories in the book by 80-plus authors, and it really started coming together around this March, and I'm very proud of how the book came together and the stories I was able to receive. So, Matt, I, I have to go back to the beginning. Um, what gave you this idea? I mean, it's pretty cool because everybody wants to talk about all the bad stuff that happens. Mm. Uh, what 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 made you think, you know what, this, this is a cool idea and there's going to be a lot of good stories? Well, being a Philly fan, we need all the kindness we can get. No. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, not everything revolves around sports, just most things, right? Uh, yeah, I guess the idea sort of hatched in the early days of the pandemic, which in some ways that seems like a few weeks ago, others it seems like an eternity ago. And the stories we were hearing of for a while were about all the people, if we can remember, hoarding cases of hand sanitizer and toilet paper, but at the same time, neighbors were looking out for neighbors. Friends were looking out for friends. And I thought really we're connected to each other, not only through our viruses, of course, but through our acts of kindness is really what uh, speaks to our humanity. And then later on, this is all the way back to 2020, I suppose, I had uh, a positive incident where I lost my wedding ring, fell off my finger, and it was discovered almost by accident, but someone who found it put a notice up on the tree around the little duck pond where we sometimes walk our dog. Uh, it turns out that this older couple who only live a mile away from us uh, were walking their dog at the same time. I was walking with my wife and my son and our dog and we got together, but they were so, you'd sort of have to be there, but they were so thrilled to be able to return the ring to me and they were the nicest people who I wouldn't have met otherwise. And I posted it on Facebook, not a literary site, but with the tagline, nice people really do abound in our town. And I just thought that it would be, if I could get enough stories uh, to make the book viable, a nice theme for a book, because people really reacted to that little post and just really wanted to tell their own, not everyone, it took some recruitment effort, but once the momentum got rolling, as I said, it turned into a large 373-page book with 85 stories, uh, that stories that won't divide us in, in any way, that just unite us. It's not a sports book, but uh, I understand Kobe Bryant gets a mention <laughs> somehow. 
Yeah. Now, if you like, it's a piece that came. I ended up hooking up with a wonderful group of writers from the L.A. area through a wonderful connection. A woman who grew up in Cherry Hill, who's a comedian, writer and writing instructor, actress, hyphenate, very talented. And one of the writers sent me a few stories, including this story about Kobe. Uh, she tells it better in the book that I'm about to. But in brief, it was titled Just a Dad. And this woman, Allie, brought her son, who's confined to a wheelchair with cerebral palsy, uh, to a pool. And Kobe was there with his youngest daughter, not the one who, who died tragically in the plane crash, I think his daughter, Natalia. And a bunch of moms sitting around the pool deck. And to her, just this taller gentleman, among all the moms that were there, he came over. He was curious about why her son was confined to the wheelchair. And her mom instinct said it was okay to talk to him, that he certainly meant well. And the story evolved that every single week, Kobe would drop uh, his daughter off at the pool, walk out to the wheelchair, bring him in, lift him out of the seat into the van, walk him in, spend time with him, and spend time, you know, after practice even, showed him some basketball moves. They, they became buddy buddies. And it was titled Just a Dad uh, because... She didn't recognize who Kobe was until they went out to the parking lot and some teenager saw him and started chanting, Kobe, Kobe. And she apologized. I didn't recognize you. Said, oh, I thought you were wow. just a dad. And Kobe poignantly said, well, when I'm here, I am just a dad. And that's what he did it because, you know, kindness is, I think, extending a hand when we can. There was no fanfare. It wasn't you know, a Make-A-Wish Foundation, it just happened organically. And if you're a Kobe fan already, I think everyone became one, even Philly fans, because I think he matured a lot and became the elder statesman in the league besides a fantastic player. Uh, you'll appreciate him even more just because of an everyday act of kindness. Very cool. Yeah. So, so Matt, how um, how did you come up with how – how many stories you said? 85? Yeah, it turned out to how, be how'd 85. How would you come up with 80 different people? I mean, you, yeah, I yeah. don't know 80 people, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I did before this book either. Well, I wanted to have you guys write stories, maybe for the – if there's an exhibition. There you go. It, it, you know, badgered people. I posted on Facebook. I sent emails. But the book was getting nowhere. Like I said, it was on my mind from – my little ring incident happened in, and thanks for uh, projecting that. You could pick it up on Amazon. How about that? Rings of kindness. Uh, you know, that happened in November 2020. By March, uh, until March of this year, I only had about five stories, including one of my own. It wasn't going anywhere. I was going through some tough times that I won't dwell on, health issues, other stuff. I wasn't feeling the optimism to bring it about. And I set as a goal, even though I wasn't in control of it completely, I want to have 20 viable stories by the end of March and nailed it right on that number. And then another 15 the next month and a certain momentum uh, really took hold. And yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm very pleased and very appreciative of those who took the time to write them. Some stories needed more editing than others, but, but they're not my stories. They, except for the three that I, uh, that were my own. I don't know if you saw, we put up this comment earlier from our buddy, Joe. He said, doesn't cost anything to bring a smile to someone's mm. face. We hear the expression mm. often, you know, courtesy is contagious. Kindness is contagious. Contagious. Is it? 
I believe so. I believe so when we, however we define an act of kindness. And to me, we might, if I ask you guys, what is your definition of kindness? We may come up with the same nouns or adjectives or maybe different. To me, it starts with human empathy, putting ourselves in someone else's place. Uh, and I think, yeah, these acts do create little ripples. Maybe they're invisible, but those ripples soon become waves. And and it really, as you said, Chet, it doesn't cost the giver really anything. Oh, there's some stories of heroism in the book where people did risk something in order to extend, but most are the day-to-day -day things in which we help each other. Some writers reflected on uh, one guy who's written several books, a great writer. He grew up in a home without any books, a dysfunctional home. We all have our own dysfunctions. Uh, but his first grade teacher presented him with his very first book and wrote Love, Mrs. I think her name was Mrs. Hyman, doesn't matter. He remembered that 75 years later, and he's always had a love of books and writing. Just that little bit of encouragement stayed with him for so many years. Well, hey, Matt, uh, I just learned something. I got a little message that our next guest, who's with us every week, Bob Vitron Jr., is uh, your neighbor. He's across the street neighbor. Great guy. Um, I've never, ever seen him wear more than a T-shirt. He's a polar bear at heart <laughs> and a Chiefs fan, but also a Philly sports lover. Yeah, great guy. He, he is right across the way. There, there he is. you are, Boop. Hey, hi. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bob. <laughs> hi, Bob. <laughs> Hey, hey Matt, before the time gets away from us, uh, and maybe Chet can put that up again, uh, where where can you get this? I saw it in the one picture we had of you doing yeah. a book signing. Um, are you doing more of them, and where can people get the book? Yeah, and I'm trying to set up more and more of events. If you want to join me in Santa Monica in L.A. area, I'll be out there on January 29th. <laughs> but I am trying to connect with groups and put on presentations for now. Amazon.com, put in the title, Rings of Kindness. Or if you go to www.ringsofkindness.com, more information about me, about the book. If you want a personalized signed copy for yourself or as a gift for someone else, you could reach me through the website, all my contact information. Uh, Amazon will probably turn around faster. But if you want to personalize or you want to set up a program, uh, please visit my uh, well, my website is matthewjgoldberg.com, but you could get there from ringsofkindness.com to keep it uh, easier. Matt, one final question. On the book, your name is Matthew J. Goldberg, as you said. Does that sound more impressive than just Matt Goldberg? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Uh, probably in the ear and the eye of the beholder. I don't know if it does or not, but I... For my books, this is my seventh book of one kind or another, and I've always gone with Matthew J. Goldberg, but conversationally, I still prefer Matt. I got you. Well, hey, Matt, as we close out, I want to say I think this is a tremendous idea, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting the getting the book. And, uh, you know, as, as Joe said, it costs nothing to be kind. And, uh, you know, if we all go away one day and, and they say the worst thing they say about you is he was a good guy, that's a good thing. Yeah, and I think you guys both qualify. Thanks so much for the spot. Great being with you. Happy holidays. Go Birds. All right. Thanks, All Matt. Right. Thanks, All Matt. Right. Thanks, guys. Take care. Bye. All right. Well, that, that's good, Chet. That is good. I, I have to read that. Yeah, good. You know, and, and what I like is, because uh, I'm not that big of an avid reader, is I like the short stories. You know, and I, I think yeah, it's going to be too. good. And uh, 
uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a good, be a good book. Can't, can't wait to get my hands on it. Rings of kindness. All right. Okay. Well, let's get to it. Let's welcome uh, our man Boop from Boop Stats, Bob Patron Jr. Back uh, brought to us tonight again by Splits Bar and Grill uh, to make this week's picks, provide some week 16 better tidbits. Boop, welcome back. I hope we did better this week than last. I think we did. <laughs> you guys did. You want, you want to know how you did? Yeah, well, let's tell us. Well, both of you guys actually picked up a game on the leader. You were both an impressive four and one. I thought Seattle might knock off San Fran. Didn't happen. The 49ers are hot. So I was just three and two. No, Boop is not king. Boop is not king, Joe. Get that off of there. Hey, Boop, uh, you see that? <laughs> your, payment, that. Your, your payment must have oh, gone yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am now 40 and 21. I'm just two games now, two games up on Bill. Boop, you're only seven back now, so you still have time. We'll, we'll pretend you do anyway. Uh, we're going to give you the bronze medal no matter what, Boop, okay? Thank you. Appreciate that. What are you, 45 and 21? 40 and 21, and you are 38 and, and 23, Bill. Uh, okay. Still Two games. time. Still, Still time, Boop. Time, we yeah. got them. Yeah, plenty of time. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, let's get with our week 16 picks. Uh, we added Saturday, Christmas Eve, Detroit at Carolina. Lions are minus two and a half. Lions playing good ball, and they're, uh, both these teams still have playoff shots, uh, interestingly. Yeah, Detroit's only lost since Halloween was on Thanksgiving to the Bills, which, you know, is one of at least the best two or three best teams in the league now. So you got to go Detroit here. Yeah, the Lions have won six out of seven after that one and six start. So I agree with Boop. I don't know if that's good or bad, but I'm taking the Lions. Always yeah. good. Yeah, I, I'm taking the Lions. Also, uh, I'm, I'm still I'm still watching Hard Knocks from before the season. I've been rooting for Dan Campbell all season long, and uh, yeah, it's paying off. All right, uh, all these games are Christmas Eve, so these are Saturday games. The Giants uh, somehow managed to win. I, I don't know about the Zebras in that game. Uh, they they host the Vikings. The Vikings are minus three and a half. Somehow they managed to win. Yeah, talk about contrast of ending of games. Uh, one win in six weeks does not get me back on the New York bandwagon, Minnesota, period. Yeah, and you're right. The officials did help the Giants, certainly, on Sunday night, Bill. Uh, Minnesota has not been playing great lately, other than the second half of this uh, past weekend's game. But I got to take the Vikings. Yeah, I have to take the Vikings, too, because because the Giants are bad. And uh, they're going to continue to be bad, I think. But they're still, if the season ended today, they're in the playoffs somehow. I don't know how. But, uh, you know, the Vikings, they, they can't play defense. That final Eagles-Giants game uh, in Week 18 could mean a lot for the Giants. So we'll see how that goes. Absolutely. Washington visits San Francisco. 49ers are minus seven. Uh, you know, I'll go back to my, my old saying I always use, you're not as bad as you think you are when you lose and not as good as you think you are when to win. The, the, the Washington came out and stunk the place up the other night. Yeah, that was a very winnable game, and I did almost steal it at the end. Uh, 49ers has won seven in a row, and there's no reason to think there won't be a San Francisco. You guys aren't going to gain any ground on me this week because I'm picking the same thing. I got San Francisco. It's there. You can look at it. San Francisco, the Niners yeah. win. Yeah, I think these are these are pretty easy picks this week. I, I'm thinking, of course, we'll probably all go 0 4, but you know. 
All right. Eagles travel to Dallas to play the reeling Cowboys. Uh, when I wrote this up, the Cowboys were minus five. Uh, that, that's been all over the board, but that's generally close. Uh, Boop, I'm, I'm going with a hilarious sport point spread on this. A hilarious sport point spread? Yeah. What do you I, mean? I, I can't see why the Cowboys were favored to start with, let alone that it goes all the way to five. Yeah, I don't know why. I thought it would be a pick them to tell you the truth before it got to there. So I was a little surprised they were favored. But five right now seems about right to me, considering everything. Um, you know, in the first seven games, the Eagles had two turnovers. In the last seven, they have 11. And now the Cowboys have 10 takeaways in three games. I think Dallas takes this game, to tell you the truth. Is that your pick, Boop? That's my pick, Boop. All right. You know what? I was uh, planning all week to take Dallas, whether or not Jalen Hurts would play for the Eagles. And I was watching uh, NBC Sports Philly with, I guess it was Ruben Frank last night. And he convinced me that the Eagles are going to win this game, even if Jalen isn't playing. So instead of Dallas 27-24, I switched my pick last night to Eagles 27-24. There it is. I'm taking the birds to win by three, and I won't get any hate mail from our viewers now. Well, I'm going with the Eagles because they're a better football team than the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott will still be the quarterback for the Cowboys. That's good for the Eagles. Uh, The offensive line for the Eagles is still the offensive line for the Eagles, and we're going to get a dose of Miles Sanders, a full full load of him, and uh, Gardner Minshew can play in this league. I'm good. I'm good. I Eagles defense didn't change. I'm going Eagles 31, Cowboys 24. Okay. All and right. I hate that I can't gain any ground on you, but I'm not picking the Cowboys. So there you go. Let me ask both of you guys, what is the Saturday Christmas Eve plan for you? Where will you be watching the game? Will you be with a whole bunch of people? What's the atmosphere going to be like? We have dinner at 4.30 at my sister-in-law's house, and um, I'm hoping I get to uh, – we'll have seen the Chiefs game on the internet and then listen or watch the second half um, in the living room. But I'm at the disposal of whatever everybody else wants to do. I don't I don't need to be plastered to the TV um, if I don't – if we don't want to be. I will be right here. Uh, middle son will be here. His girlfriend will be here, uh, Mike and his girl, so – We'll be watching the game. The rest of the family doesn't come until uh, Christmas night. So uh, it's just probably going to be the four of us hanging out, enjoying a couple of beverages and relax, enjoying the game. Billy will be playing the Chargers this week uh, on Monday night. So they won't, he won't be here. So it's just us. I can't remember if I mentioned this last week or not, but I'll be spending Christmas Eve uh, from about 3.30 on at my brother-in-law's and his wife in beautiful Roebling, New Jersey. And he and his wife and their teenage, or not teenage, 20-something son, who's up from Florida, are all stinking Cowboys fans. So <laughs> it could get unpleasant after a while. Hopefully for them. <laughs> I, I, anybody that I know or I, I ever knew that's a Cowboys fan, I used to know them. <laughs> uh, I don't have any of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My future son-in-law is a Cowboys fan, but it's okay because he's a pretty good guy. In fact, he's such a good guy. I'm not sure my daughter's good enough for him. There you go. Wow. Yeah. These are generally good people other than this whole <laughs> Cowboys thing. So uh, yeah, I will yeah. 
I'm going to take the, the ring of kindness and find it in my heart go. to forgive them exactly. and be nice to them. Yes. There you go. Well, yeah. Boop, uh, any weekly splits bar and grill tidbits for us for week 16? Yeah, I got a couple little things just so we know. Um, the Eagles are going for their 10th straight road win this week, uh, which is something only been done 15 times in uh, league history. So keep your eye on that. You know, they've got a long winning streak going on Sunday. Obviously, this game is not a Sunday. It's a Saturday. They've lost their last three regular season Saturday games. So we wanted to throw that out there. Um, the thing that struck me about this all of a sudden is if the Eagles lose Sunday, the Cowboys have the Thursday game the week after that. So you're looking at all of a sudden that Saints game is magnificently huge because, and you guys know when I say 1964, what I'm talking about, if this somehow stumbles down to week 18, and this isn't Clint, there could be a lot of rumbling going on because it would be a this would be worse than 64, blowing a three game lead over the uh, the Cowboys with none to play. So, you know, um, just to, the thing I wanted to say is that, you know, that Cowboys having that early game the next week really makes having to come away with this week a win important, even though I picked the Cowboys. So, um, you know. You know, it's funny that you said that, Boop, because I had this exact conversation with a couple friends. Uh, you know, well, rest this guy, rest this guy. No, win. Yeah. Win. Yeah. Play to yeah. win the game because the next game's not a guarantee. The Saints are going to be fighting for a playoff spot, possibly. The Giants are going to be fighting for a playoff spot. Everybody's going to come guns blazing. Uh, there's no there's no rest here. Let's, let's get this thing done. We've all lived, you know, the Eagles have snuck, not snuck in, but gotten in a couple of years where they needed help in that last weekend yep. from very unexpected 4-11 and 11 teams that, you know, pulled the upset. So it can be done. These are this, these guys are professional players. This is what they're doing. It's their last shot to have an imprint on the season, even if it is just knocking other teams out. So, yeah, until you get that Y or the X or whatever the letter they decide to give you for the uh, conference first round uh, by – Keep playing hard, and you know, injuries are standing. Put who you can out there in the field. Yeah, and and one one other comment on that too. And as a current event, uh, you know, we watched the Phillies hit the playoffs with momentum. Yeah, you know, the yeah. Eagles are going to have a bye week or should have a bye week. They're going to get a chance to rest. You don't need to rest one or two weeks, then take a bye week, and you come out the first playoff game. You're flat. Exactly. Got to yep. come. Got to come loaded. We saw the Giants win a couple Super Bowls when they surely weren't the best team, sure. but they I played the best back, team in the playoffs. Yeah, I go back to the Connecticut team that had to win five Big East games in five days and then ran the gamut in the tournament. I mean, that was 11 of the toughest games in a row in, over the course of four and a half weeks you'll ever see. So, you know, it's athletics is as much mental as it is physical. And if you start thinking and get rolling that you're going to win, it really does pile on. Yeah. Well, I think the Eagles have enough leadership uh, from the player's standpoint and, and, you know, what they may lack in a little bit of an inexperienced coaching staff from this standpoint. I mean, they've, they've done a great job, but I think they have enough veteran leadership uh, to, to make sure that this right. thing is handled correctly. Yeah, keep it in house. And, and somebody may get hurt, you know, yeah. and they may say, well, if he wasn't playing, he wouldn't have got hurt. Yeah, well, he wasn't playing, they might not have won. So. Yeah. It happens. Like you said, it's a, it's a game of injuries, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yep. Yep. All right, Poop. Uh, have a fantastic Christmas uh, with you and your family, and uh, we'll do it again next week. You too, my friends. All right. Take care, Poop. All See right. You,
Chet. Great guest tonight in Arkansas, Fred Barnett, Matt Goldberg. Boop, as always. Who is coming to Philly Press Box Radio next week? That's a great question, Bill. And I think you know the answer in this case because this is another one of those traditions. We love traditions here. And we have this legendary Philadelphia sports writer joining us pretty much every year right about this time as we flip the calendar to a new year. He still puts out an occasional call and even in retirement, but he's more proud these days of being a terrific granddad, I think. It is our friend Frank Fitzpatrick. Always good to do a little year in review kind of thing with Frank Fitzpatrick on our final show of the year, Bill. Yep, and uh, looking forward to that as always. Hey, Robbie is on it. Yeah, yeah. That's your best players to win the game. You play to win the game, Herm. Herm I heard that somewhere before. Hey, Bill, I wanted to tell our viewers and listeners about Philly sports trips. They have road trips to all Eagles away games. Plus, check this out. They have a trip to Brooklyn coming in mid-February to watch the Sixers and Nets go at it. Maybe Ben will be in the lineup. Who knows? You just never know with him. And then not one, but two trips down to Clearwater in March for Philly spring training. One of them through 97.5. The Fanatic includes a meet and greet with uh, that Charlie Manuel fellow. So consider all of that. PhillySportsTrips.com, the place to go. Also, Edge of Philly Sports has a new sponsor, and it is Sherry's Ticket Town. It's actually Sherry's Ticket Town, the name. And yes, there are tickets to all sorts of great events, sporting events, and concerts at competitive secondary market prices. And you can save 10% with the promo code EOP10. It is Sherry's Ticket Town. The website, though, Sherry'sTickets.com. So check that out. All right. Well, hey, speaking of the Sixers, Chet, they've won five in a row. Uh, they've gained absolutely no ground on first place. The East teams are all playing good ball. They're most of them ahead of the Sixers are on winning streaks. Uh, flip sides, they're only a game and a half from being out of the playoff picture. Uh, thoughts? Well, first of all, Bill, how do the Flyers get higher on the totem pole on our agenda this week than the Sixers who've won five in a row? Come on, Furman. Well, I, I will tell up. you how that happened. The Flyers <laughs> were actually uh, in, in this slot. But I switched it around because I knew it would be a shorter sequence and we could get Fred and Franco in. <laughs> okay. So, all right. That's your story. You're sticking to it. Look, the uh, Sixers that's are why getting I write, better, That's Bill. why I write the agenda. <laughs> They're starting to get more contributions now from the bench guys. Plus, Tobias Harris has been playing very well. He came up huge in the comeback win Monday night over Toronto. Uh, Harden's been getting better since he's back in the lineup. Joel Embiid's still playing great despite what uh, you may think about him. And if all goes well, Bill, Tyrese Maxey will be back in action within the next week. Some say it could happen Christmas Day. I don't know about that, but the arrow is pointing up for the Sixers. They've won all these games at home. They got two more home games, and they got a couple of games on the road to finish the calendar year starting Sunday in New York at Madison Square Garden. So uh, I like what they're doing right now. I still think they are a top-four team in the East. They just got to get and stay healthy through the second half of the season and uh, get ready for the playoffs. Well, uh, we'll see. What about Tucker? Tucker is not a scorer. He never was. He's <laughs> rebounding okay, but he's he's been a bit of a disappointment, I will say that. Yeah, thank so, Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, I, I'm kind of excited to see how this plays out at the end as they get down the stretch because, you know, they're a talented team. Uh, whether they're talented enough 
and whether the guy at the end of the bench can utilize the remain uh, the remaining guys on the bench. Uh, we're going to see. Uh, I'm not sold on Glenn Rivers and probably not going to be until he gets to the finals. Yeah, I hear you, Bill. All right. Let's rise. Okay, let's take another quick break. Thank our friends at the PPCC 118 Raz Room. They post great sports memorabilia on their Facebook page so people can take a chance of winning something they may not be able to afford or have access to. All items come with certificates of authenticity. They continue to run out great autograph memorabilia from all the Philly teams and more. Check out their Facebook page. Like it or follow it. It's PPCC 118 Raz Room. That's right. PPCC 118 Raz Room on Facebook. All right. Do you right. have a parting shot or a quick random chat or anything like that? I got like some, that? some random odds and ends. First of all, Bill, we want to say again, congratulations to the legendary Jim Gardner. I had a picture and there it is. That's the, back in the late 70s and more recently. We will miss you, Jim Gardner. I actually got to watch his final newscast at ABC6 uh, at 6 o'clock this evening. Uh, actually brought a few tears to my eyes, i got to be honest. And they're going to do a special for Jim Gardner, who's been in the anchor seat for 45 and a half years at ABC. So congrats to Jim Gardner on that front. We also want to say happy birthday to somebody, Bill. It's not today, but it is Christmas Eve. And it's our pal Robbie Ellis. That's her husband, Bob, on the left. And that's me and Robbie, of course, in my ugly but beautiful Rolling Stone sweater a couple of weeks back. So happy birthday, Robbie Ellis. Thank you for being there for us all of these years. And speaking of being there for us, Bill, Merry Christmas from Kate Beckinsale. I just thought I would throw that in there because <laughs> Kate says oh, Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You're killing me. And uh, I got to find it, too. Uh, but, uh, I have a happy birthday wish uh, as well for John Miller. John Miller follows us, and uh, today is John's birthday. So happy birthday to John as well. And getting back to Jim Gardner, one quick thing. They actually were tailgating outside the 6ABC studios today, and Jim Gardner came out before the show and, like, shook hands with everybody, took pictures, said hello. Great guy, loved by all. So, again, congrats, Jim Gardner, on your retirement. Okay, good stuff. Let's wrap it up. Let's thank tonight's special guests, Arkansas Fred Barnett, Matt Goldberg, Bob Vitrone Jr., our sponsors, the Irish Rover Station House, Bob Sullivan's LikeYourAge.com, PPCC 118 Raz Room, and Dave LaVoy of Allstate Insurance in Westchester, PA. For Jim Chechesco, this is Bill Furman. We wish everyone a happy Hanukkah and a Merry Christmas. We hope you enjoyed the show and we'll join Philly Press Box Radio next Wednesday, December 28th at 7 p.m. You can see us live on Facebook. Listen through our website, phillypressboxradio.com, on blogtalkradio.com slash phillypressboxradio, on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and all the others. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, high hopes, Philadelphia sports fans, and go birds. Sadly, Bill, we don't have time to do our – Baby, it's cold outside duet that we were planning. So we're, we're just going to go with this. Happy trails to you till we meet again.